a listener production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. (laughs) On this episode, I talked to Toby Henney. Toby is an incredible makeup artist that works with some of the hugest celebrities in the world. Think Ashley Graham, Megan Fox, Sports Illustrated Models, Barbara Palvin. I mean, the list goes on. But what I discover in this episode is that Toby actually started as a school teacher and then took a leap of faith and a $1,200 investment from her father and made her way to New York. Her story is incredible and it's so exciting hearing how she made it happen. So excited to be here. I know. Woo-hoo. You look so nice too. Oh, thank you. I met Toby nearly 10 years ago when I was working on one of my first big jobs in the industry. She was this very fresh, very new makeup artist, but I knew she was going to do amazing things. I'm so excited to hear where she is today. Check one, two. (laughs) Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) Toby, welcome to my podcast. Thank you and congrats. (laughs) This is so exciting. (laughs) It's quite bizarre. I also find it bizarre that you're in Sydney. Like normally I see you in New York, so it's really amazing to actually have you in the studio. I know. I'm excited to be home. I mean, after last year, it's very comforting and a relief, to be honest. So Amazing. So yeah. I'm excited to chat with you. But before we start, I'd like to do this thing called the Fast Five, okay. which is five super fast questions. Do not think about the answer too much because <laughs> the more you think about it, the less truth it is. So you've got to say it really, All really right. quickly. Okay. Go. What's the last song you listened to? Mariah Carey something. <laughs> it's fine. We can take that. We can take that. Item you can't live without. Lip balm. What's the one thing that's always in your fridge? Water. Hidden talent. Mm, I'm pretty good on a snowboard. Nice. Morning or night person? Morning. See, that wasn't that painful, was it? <laughs> you get a really good understanding of somebody when you do that fast five. Some have really shocked me and some of them have been like, okay, I got you. So that was great. So most people would know you from Instagram as being a makeup artist. You are based in New York and... I mean, you work on so many incredible people, myself included, but (laughs) amazing, amazing people. I actually only discovered this when we were chatting a few weeks ago. How did you break into the industry? So way back when I was younger, I would always buy my Vogue's and my L's and I was obsessed with like fashion. I actually thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. So high school, I went off to Carl's and Patty and I sat there in the design room and I also did some like work experience with the hat maker, Jonathan Howard. And I found during those experiences, like I was always drawn to the makeup. And then side note, my grandma actually gave me like a face painting kit as a teen. And I used to sit my little brother and sister down. I'd paint their faces. I'd do market stores. I was a bit of one of those weird entrepreneurial kids, like always like trying to make money, doing car washes, all that. 
Fast forward, I ended up studying education at uni because my dad was like, you've got to go to college, you've got to study. So I did that and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. All I knew is I wanted to travel the world. So I thought I could be a school teacher and travel. So while I was at uni, I was like, I need to make some money and spray tanning had just started. (laughs) So I bought my own spray tanning franchise and I set up in a hair salon and I started to like, I guess, become a freelancer in that world. And then, you know, I was around the hair, the makeup, the whole thing. And I started to be like, oh, beauty's really cool. But like, it was just a side thing to get me through uni. Anyways, I finished the degree. I went and moved to London. I did that whole thing, traveled Europe came back, was teaching, and I just wasn't like 100% happy. I was like, I love being a teacher, but there's more out there. Like I loved art at school. I was always like into everything creative. So I actually went back to the makeup idea and I said to my dad, can I do like a makeup course? Like, can you borrow me some money? (laughs) I remember he gave me $1,200. I was like, sweet. (laughs) Yes. It's big though. Like when you're starting off. I think I was like 25 at that point. And like I'd spent all my money traveling the world and stuff. And so dad gave me that little like $1,200 like injection. And I went and studied. It was one night a week for eight weeks. And at the same time, like Susan from Makeup Mode who taught me, she was like, you have to assist. It's the best way to learn. Yeah. So I became a stalker. And like, this is pre-Instagram. So I like, you know, reading in the Vogue magazine, who did whose makeup and which editorial. And like, I would just like, I remember calling artists. Like, it's so funny now to think about it. It's amazing because I think the era that we live in now, it's so easy to contact people. Do you know what I mean? Like you can DM Kim Kardashian, whether she reads it or not is another thing, but you actually can have contact. So hearing the story of how you had to pretty much cold call these people is quite amazing. So you picked the phone up. I picked the phone up. I got a star and then, you know, I knew a few like photographers of my brother's like friends and stuff and we would do test shoots and I'm talking like, it was trash. Like I look back now and think, oh my God, like how did I end up becoming a good makeup artist? <laughs> like it was cool, but like the clothes were terrible. Yep. Like, you know, the whole yep. thing. So I was doing the assisting on the side of teaching and I was studying at night and then, you know, it just built up. I also got into the wedding game because my uh, teacher yep. was like, you know, it's the best way to learn. And mind you, like, to any makeup artist out there, if you can handle weddings, like you can do anything because yeah. that is the hardest work as a makeup artist you'll ever do. You've got every skin tone, you've got acne, you've got rosacea, all the all stuff. It. Yeah. Like the girls I do now, you see them, they're flawless. Yeah. Like they're beautiful. That's true. So I kind of did that and then uh, I got to the point where I couldn't handle it and I was like, I need to choose. Like, do I give up the teaching and do makeup? My dad thought I was crazy. He's yeah. like, what are you doing? Get oh, paid really? 12 yeah, weeks yeah. holiday a year. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to be a makeup artist, dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like really interesting because I think there's so much security that oh, goes along yeah. with being a teacher. I was like a permanent job. I had yeah. all the things, you know, like holidays, superannuation. You don't get none of that as a makeup <laughs> artist. Yeah. What made you do it then? What made you take the leap? So... I just have always followed my gut and I just knew like something was calling me. Looking back, I don't actually know, but I was just like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. And so, and I was 26 and it was kind of the stage two where people like they're starting to like get in serious relationships, buy houses, get married. And here's me like going to start a new career. Mind you, the week I like decided 
And I said to the principal at the school, can I take a year off? And she gave me like a year leave without pay. So it was kind of like a security blanket. I'm like, I got one year to make it happen. And the same week my boyfriend broke up with me. I ended up with double rank because he moved out. <laughs> it was just like everything that went wrong. But you know what they say when you hit rock bottom? Yeah. The only way is up. True. And I had to just make it or break it. Like it was just like I had no other choice. So I ended up doing the whole makeup thing. I was lucky enough. I got signed by an agency. Like, In Australia? Yep. Yeah. So the agency I was assisting for, they took me on. And yep. I had... Like my agent looked after some of the biggest names in the fashion yep. industry here. So I was yep. all of a sudden thrown into like beautiful editorials, good shoots, and my work just elevated very quickly. Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of it. So you got a taste for it and you were working locally. And I feel like that's where our paths crossed. Yes. We got to work together. Yeah. And I mean, you're cringing at the first shoots <laughs> you're doing. I'm remembering the first shoot we were on <laughs> and I'm cringing at that. There was some interesting moments. But the thing that I remember was, is that I worked with you a few times and you said to me, I want to go to New York. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it was the time when everybody in Australia was saying they were moving to New York or LA. And yeah. I was kind of like, you go for it, girl, you do it. Yeah. But you actually did it. Yeah. So how did you do it? Was that your moment? Like what yeah. happened? How did you go? I've actually had to like really think about like the little steps I took to do it because it was, I think, five years ago now that the, like, you know, the little steps were laid. And I actually met Margaret Zhang probably about eight, nine years was ago. Was she yes. three then? She was actually in high school. I was an wow. assistant. We met on the couch at the Cosmopolitan, like, lobby. Yeah. And we just hit it off. And I was just thinking about it in the Uber on the way here. Like, she was such a pivotal person for me to get overseas. Like, cause she, remember she was doing the fashion week stuff yep. and she'd always come back and tell me these stories. And I used to be like, Margaret, I want to do it. I'll never forget. It was like January, 2016. And she, she was going and we were on a shoot together and I was doing Shanita Shakes makeup and it was really cool. And she's like, Toby, why don't you just come with me? I'm staying at Soho Grand in New York. Oh, wow. you can stay with me. And I just had this invitation and I was just like, can I swear? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> No, like a hundred, but I get goosebumps when I hear this moment because yeah. there is, it is like a leap of faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like it's so incredible. Yeah. So you went. So I went and it was that trip where I realized there's a whole other world out there that's waiting to be explored in the yeah. makeup world. You know, I landed, I shot a cover of La Officiel with oh, yeah. Margaret. I went backstage and I was reporting for magazines back here you know, I was doing shoots. I think I did Jacinta's makeup that trip and she sat next to Kylie Jenner for Vera yeah. Wang. And like, it's just funny. I think sometimes if you're vibrating high and you've got good energy and you're a good person, some things just like roll out. Like you yeah. don't have to think about them too much. You've got to be smart and you've got to like jump on opportunities. But like it's there to be taken. And I just took advantage of every like resource, friend and like, Everything that was there, I tried to, like, make the most of. But with saying that, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes along with it. Yeah. And because in my head, I'm like, you get off the plane, there's a car that picks you up, it drives you to the shoot. Like, it's it's not yeah. like that. It's, no. That it's hard. was all self-funded. Like, yeah. You know, and it was at a time, I wasn't making a lot of money. Like, mm. I was still just, like, a humble little artist from Sydney. But, like, it was that trip. And then I remember Margaret... At the end of the trip, she's like, oh, I've got to shoot this Gucci thing in Milan. Do you want to come? 
So then I ended up extending, went wow. to Milan, did that. And then I saw like the Europe side of Fashion Week. Yeah. And then it was funny because then I had in my head, I'm moving to New York, moving to New York. And then at the time in Milan, I was getting emails from L'Oreal Paris. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ken, would you like to um, apply to be the next makeup director? Have you still got the agent in Australia at this point? At that point, yes, I did. But okay. I was kind of doing things on my own Yourself? overseas. Like yep. they didn't help me one bit. Like no. It was just all me. Someone at my agency, I'm not going to name names, no. but like I got told, I remember saying to them, I want to move to America. They're like, if you move to America, all you'll do is e-com. Yeah, I see. And they also told me, if you want to make it here, you need to wear more designer labels. So like a little piece of advice, like you just can't listen to everyone's yeah. shit because yeah. if you've got an idea and your gut tells you and you've got the drive, like you can do anything. No, a hundred percent. I mean, this is what we're here talking about. Yeah. Often it's when you get told no, it almost like fuels the yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's those little moments and there's normally a person that kind of, gives you that opportunity, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's all you, but there's somebody that's always kind of there, yeah. either being your cheerleader or Absolutely. just giving you that one opportunity to give it a 100%. shot. 100%. So you came back to Australia yes. after Milan. Yes. And then was your hat on like you were charging towards New York? Was that yeah. the plan? I was like, I'm going to New York. I had, a. they emailed me four times. I was like, gosh, these guys won't let up. I better like apply. Yeah. So I applied, went home and then they were like, okay, you're in the top 10. And then they flew me to Melbourne. And then I went on stage and all of a sudden I won. I was I a makeup remember. Somehow I remember watching that. Yeah. It was and like you could take people. I didn't even tell my parents because I was like, I'm not going to win win this thing. And like, you know, I won an $80,000 prize. Wow. And it was a contract for a year. I got an amazing like training. I got yeah. media trained. I got to do lots of advertising campaigns with them. I got to speak. I got to do racing carnivals. So it was amazing. But in my head, I had already kind of made my mind up. So I did the contract for a year. And I mean, I don't want to sound up myself, but I was killing it that yeah. year. I had that going on. Yep. But I had a side bridal business. I still follow it on Instagram. <laughs> and like a team working for me on that. Then I had my celebrity private clients in Sydney. Yep. So like, it was a lot. Like, I was like, do busy. I walk away from this? Like, yeah. I'm earning good money. I've got good clients. I'm booked out. Like... I bought a house in Cronulla, like, you know, I, I did everything that I wanted to do. But yeah. I was like, if I don't jump now, at that point, I think I was like 32. I'm like, I'm 32. I'm going to move overseas. Like, am I crazy? And something's like, just do it. Yeah. So I gave it all up. I didn't tell anyone. Like, no one actually knew I was moving. Like, I just booked a ticket. I booked Coachella because like, why not? <laughs> and I based it around Coachella. So like, I'm moving just before Coachella. And yeah. I had to like say to L'Oreal, I don't want to continue my contract. You've been amazing. And I love that experience. But I just knew there was more out there. Wow. So the girl from Cronulla <laughs> lands in New York. No, because I find one of your stories so amazing because you didn't just like land in New York and just become, yeah. I don't know, not, not that there's anything the matter with it, but, you, you know, just working for a brand. Yeah. You actually like landed and- With some, zero work. <laughs> yeah, with zero, yeah, but then when you were booking work, you were booking amazing work. Yeah. So how did you go about it when you got to New York? How, like, yeah. what happened? How did you do so it? So in the September prior, when I was still with L'Oreal, I did do another trip to New York mm -hmm. for Fashion Week. And again, I hustled, I had meetings with agents I had meetings with the war group and I thought in my head, they're going to take me on. Like these yeah. guys sound great. 
Fast forward in April when I arrived, they wouldn't even reply to my emails. Really? Like, so, you know, you get there, you think, oh, I've got this, I've got this. And then you start getting all the rejections. Yeah. And I remember like landing. I also got the flu as soon as I got there. <laughs> so, and I was, do you remember like Zanita and yeah. I, we were sharing an apartment and I had her dog cuddling me while I blew my nose oh, all day long. Moment. Like it was just like the worst. <laughs> First few weeks in yeah. New York you could ask for. Yeah. And you're paying like exuberant rent, like because you're on the Aussie dollar and you've got no work. And in your head, like you're like, okay, if I make money, they're really slow to pay over there. So you're like, I'm not going to get paid for about three months. Yeah. Like I want to say it costs over 40 grand to move there. But how did you build your confidence up or how did you... Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. takes like and I, it takes something to like yeah. go for it. I just I mean, I'm a bit of a freak sometimes. If I know I want something, like I make spreadsheets, I write lists, I just have ways in my head. I'm like, if I need to do this, I'm gonna do it. And because like the internet is such an amazing tool, I was like, nobody yeah. knows me here. Like yeah. how are people gonna know me? The internet. Yes. So I started YouTube. Okay. I started doing videos on my Instagram, which I wasn't really doing before. And I was just getting models to come over and I was jamming in the kitchen yep. and filming it. And it definitely got me traction because, you know, these models have hundreds of thousands of followers yep. and they were posting me, blah, blah, blah. And I was just networking with photographers and it was just baby steps. Yeah. And then I kept at it. I kept emailing War Group because I was like, this is where I need to be. Everyone that they represent is like, I like their style. I like the clients they worked with. It was a mixture of like models, actors, celebrities. And I just was like, that's where, where I'm going to make it. Yeah. And I kept trying and it took me like nine months. Wow. And then I figured out like, because you've got to figure out who the agents are. Yeah. And I was Let's emailing everyone. <laughs> And I finally got an email back from my current agent in LA and she was like, I want to meet with you. And I booked a ticket. I got on a plane, went to LA. She met with me, had an awesome meeting. And the other thing is like, you have to learn the American way. Like, you know, here, no one wants to talk themselves up. We're very no. humble. Yes. We're just like, oh yeah, we did this. There you got to be like, I can do this. I can make you money. I love that I've about got these clients way. already. Like, yeah. So I had learned over the nine months, like you can't have the Australian way here. You've got to sell yourself. You've got to sell yourself. So I went and did that. The next day, she's like, I want to sign you. Wow. And that was the start of like, I feel like where everything really started clicking. Yep. And then I ended up getting a New York agent with the war group. And from there, like, I don't know, stuff just started, yeah, coming together. And, and you also have to invest a lot, like, you see me going to all these different things. We don't always get flown everywhere. Like sometimes, like Sports Illustrated, yes, those sorts of jobs. But like if you're going to a Paris Fashion Week, it's on your own back. Like you've got to book your hotel, your flight, because you're working with like 10 clients. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, so totally, 100%. I invested a lot of the money I was earning back into my career and I felt like that all paid off. Did you pay your dad back the $1,200? Hell yeah, like straight away. Yeah, and did yeah. they, were your parents really supportive of your dream? Like yeah, to, well, my mum's always been like, as long as you're happy, she doesn't care. Like, and my grandma, she was a professional singer. She was a soprano and my nana was the coolest. And like, I grew up, you know, going to a house. She's always had like magnets on her fridge of all yeah. the different places. Uh, so I grew yeah. up with that like you know, Wanderlust, like, idea of traveling the world. And she was probably my biggest fan. Like, she would buy every magazine. 
she had a mobile and would text me like, hi, Toby. Yeah. Like, and I just like, when you've got a couple of people like in your family that really support you, like it just helps. So can I ask when you were in New York and yes. LA, it's so fast paced over there and yes. you're surrounded by all of these Americans that are yep. selling themselves. Mm-hmm. How did you build your confidence up? Like how did you kind of go... Because I can imagine you probably had some days where you were like, I'm just this girl from Australia. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not booking any jobs. A hundred percent. Like, how did you build yourself up? I think it's important, like we are talking about before, like you've got to have your cheer squad around you. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a bunch of friends, like some are Australian, some are British, American and Brazilian, wherever else. <laughs> and like, you've just got to have good people around you, I think, because it's so important. Like you get so lost in a sea of like fake people or people that aren't your people. Yeah. And then the other thing is just being authentically you. Like, yeah. you know, I'm pretty, like I'm a girl from like, I grew up in Mulpera, like no frills. Like <laughs> I never got, I got the 1200 off dad and that's about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've had to make my own way. Like I haven't had parents that have paid for shit for me or like, So I just think like I'm always humble and I've got friends who keep me humble and like keep me going. And it's like when you've got friends like that, like I just feel like it's so important to like give you that confidence because you are working with really important people. And as much as like you've got to kind of come in, you can't be like admire, you've got to admire them, of course, but like not in that way that. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. make them feel weird. Like you got to be on the same level. You've got to these be very people. Ne- I find very neutral in those, yeah. those situations. So, who was the first big job that you landed in New York? I mean, like to be honest, the very first job, like I did Coachella, and then a photographer I knew reached out. She was like, "I'm shooting Maybelline. Are you available?" So that that was my first job, like a Maybelline <laughs> campaign. And I was like, As you do. Yeah. And then I remember another big job, like Kirsty Godzo, one of my clients, she was shooting a Clinique campaign. And then, you know, all of a sudden I was running around New York with her doing this big beauty campaign. So it was kind of like, I did get some really big ones, like in the beginning. And then I guess it was people like Barbara Palvin, yep. who... Funnily enough, like, you know, when I was with L'Oreal, she was always in the posters behind me. And then all of a sudden I got booked with her. The first time I worked with her, it was the most horrendous snowstorm in New York. And I remember dragging my kit through like a meter of snow and like rocking up my hair's like wet. Yeah, but you've just got to do it. Hi. And then like I did her up. And then funny story, I was actually booked with the CEO of Dior's wife afterward. And I sat in a car for 45 minutes and they had to cancel me because the snow was so So bad. bad. I didn't get to that job. But yeah, anyways, like Barbara was great. Ashley Graham's been amazing. You've spent a lot of time with Ashley. And I feel like she's somebody that's really, I mean, she's such a voice for our generation. You know what I mean? She's broken so many walls down. Yes. What is that like to work with somebody yeah. that's so inspirational? Like, did you learn from her? Did you? Yeah, I love Ashley. Ashley's got the best sense of humor. <laughs> She's so much fun. She's real. She calls a spade a spade. I've been lucky enough to travel with her on jobs and... You know, she's got her own podcast, which I do her makeup for, which is awesome. And um, I guess I've just learned from her, like, she's just a hard worker. She's real. She's a good person. And, like, she's got a sense of humor. Like, I don't know, sometimes people take this job so seriously. And, yes, you've got to take it seriously, but 
you've got to laugh and like yeah. we're not saving lives. Like no, we're making us look good. Sometimes when people are like are so serious about stuff, you're just like, are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I just love that about her. She's always been a breath of fresh air. Like every time like you can rock up to her house at 6am for glam and, you know, she's got the music cranking. She's like cool. She's just fun. Yeah. Have you ever felt like when you're rocking up to a job like that yeah. or a big job, yeah. do you know what I mean, that it's almost like you've got like, should I be here? Am I meant to be here? Yeah. Is it in, like some people call it imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. Um, Have you ever had that? I wouldn't say it's like, should I be here? I guess it's more like I pinch myself and yeah. think, wow. Like, yeah. Because, you know, I wrote some goals out when I moved to New York and I also wrote lists of clients I want to work with. And oh, I actually found no. it the other day. And a lot of the girls, like, I have worked with now. Really? And never in my wildest dreams, like, would I have thought, like, for example, I one of my clients is Sarah Bareilles, the yeah. musician. And... You know, I ended up doing Saturday Night Live with her and she hosted with Kit Harrington. And all of a sudden, like, I'm on set at Saturday Night Live doing the live show. And I was just like, like, that wasn't on my goal list. But I was like, pinch me. Like, yeah. I can't believe I'm here. And then, you know, we did a sold out show of hers in Madison Square Garden. Everyone's got like the lighters, like, it's so you know, and she's singing and my makeup's on the big screen. And I was just like, oh, my God. How is this you know? happening? So it's more like that. I wouldn't say like... I'm pretty real. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I can do this. I've never really doubted myself like that. But I would say I just feel very grateful. And yeah. every opportunity, I think you need to cherish it. But you've really put the hard work in. Like, you've pushed through. You know, like, I think... <laughs> yeah. um, I could have quit, for sure. What made you not quit? I mean, there were times, like, I, I can tell you, like, numerous nights in my bedroom, like, crying, being lonely, like, yeah. breakups, like, boy stuff, yeah. like... You know, I remember like one night being so over it. I booked a trip and flew out the next day and came back home because I just missed my mom and dad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So there's definitely been points where you just hit a low. But I guess that happens in anything in life. And you just, it's just harder because you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. There's a really big difference, I think, when you know, like you're doing the people that we're opening the magazines up to, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you're in this position and most people I think look at it and go, oh my gosh, this looks so amazing. Yeah. This is so cool. Yeah. They actually don't see those unseen sacrifices. Yeah. That it is a lot. Yeah. It, it is actually really, really lonely and only you yes. can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think loneliness is probably the one thing I've had to get used to the most. And it sounds weird, but I'm so used to being on my own. Like I think I spent six months of last year Literally by myself, yeah. you know, because of COVID. But yeah. like, you know, you're traveling, you're by yourself. Like, you know, can I just say in yeah. ISO, you yeah. did go back to the videos. Like you yes. started filming, like I, I just did. have to say there's something in you because yes. you started filming yourself, yeah. doing the makeup on you. Yeah. You were one of the few very early on to adapt and yes. start doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? So there is a drive yeah. and there is a force. Yeah. I wasn't getting no unemployment. So That's I was like... <laughs> No, but it's you know but, I mean? but I do think it takes a certain individual and yeah. the more of the interviews that I'm doing, there is this common thread yes. in people yeah. that they just won't stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, it's yeah. your passion. You just yeah. to keep going. And you've just got to like pivot. It's like last year, for example, like, you know, I decided to change my base to Miami for a little bit because, I, you know, New York was depressing. Like mm. we were locked inside. All the shops were closed. Like, 
I was used to go on a dinner every night, going to concerts, events, yeah. and like all of a sudden, all that got ripped away from us. Yeah. Like I was obsessed with the gym. The gyms were closed. I'm on my city bike every day, like, <laughs> where can I go today? <laughs> and then, like, I went, I was, like, in my head, it was too dangerous to come back here. Everyone's like, why didn't you come back? It's like, because I didn't want to fly across the world. Yeah. Like, I still had a life here. You can't yeah. just pack up a whole life in a day. So I went to Miami, got my beach time, literally unpacked. And my agent was like, Megan Fox wants to book you on a movie. I was like, a movie? I'd never done a movie. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> so, you know, we prepped for that and then... Before I knew it, she was in Puerto Rico. I was on a plane to Puerto Rico. I met her at midnight and at 2 a.m. we jumped on a private jet and off we went to Bulgaria. Like, you know, my head, like, I've, got, I've got goosebumps <laughs> and I'm also like shaking my head it at you. It doesn't sound real now that I say No, that. it really doesn't. And I think the people that listen are probably going, how does that happen? But <laughs> there's a sense of like you just doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like not really thinking yeah. about it and just kind yeah. of going, here's an opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to jump at it. Absolutely. Which led you to do the makeup for a movie yes. with Megan Fox. Yes. Which and you- she was amazing. Like obviously she's a pro and it was my first film and she really trained me through it, you know? Yeah. Like there's just little things in films that are a bit different to fashion and she was amazing. Like she didn't treat me like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. She'd just be like, hey, like on set, just take this and make sure you look at this and look at the screen and like tell this person if you think something's not right. Yeah. Like, you know, and I learned a lot and that was amazing because who in COVID like kind of switches? It's nearly yeah. like a different career. As a makeup artist, it's another career. Yeah. Because you are either fashion or your film. They yes. don't really cross over. No. But like it was amazing. And like I was saying, like there was no work. There was no events. There was no red carpets. The only way I could make money was like digital like campaigns yep. with brands. And I had to like take what I could get. And of course I was never going to say no to that. But like I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh my God. And mm. like, you know, we were working with masks on. It was like 14 hour days, six days a week. I would spend Sunday under my like doona in the bed, just like sleeping and being like, oh my God, can I get through the next <laughs> week? Like it was long, long hours. And um, she was in pretty much every scene of the movie. But I must have done a good job because when we wrapped, we went back to America and then she booked me for another film. So then I went out to Cali and I shot a film with her and Bruce Willis is in it. And so, yeah, like I've got two films under my belt during a pandemic. Which is amazing. And like I just, again, pinched myself. Like, I don't know, like what I was saying before, like I think if you're a good person, you've got good energy, you've got good vibes, like... You know, people. No, book I do. You but I also like have to say that just so everybody kind of knows, when you were filming, yes, you reached out to me and said Megan needs a tan. Yes, um, can you send some tan over to you? And I was like, I'm never going to get tan to <laughs> Bulgaria, Bulgaria. <laughs> but I was like, you know what, Toby, I'm going to send you some tan. Yeah. I'm just going to try to get it yeah. there. <laughs> but it's so nice to have another person yeah. want to lift you up, you know what I mean? And and see the opportunity and Megan wore the tan. She She looked amazing. Do you know what I mean? But it's really funny how you don't realize the power that you have to change something for somebody. Totally. And so I guess I want to know from you, your big sliding doors moment, what would that be in your life? I would say there's probably two. The first one was pivoting from being a school teacher to become a makeup artist. And for sure, the main one was moving to New York to expand my business. And looking back, it's not only like my career that's had an amazing like 
lifeline. It's also like, I feel like my life experiences, like it's the places I've got to travel. Most importantly, like the people and the friends I've made and like the memories and just opening my eyes to like different cultures and different, you know, things that don't go on in Australia. Like it just broadens your network. So that I think is amazing because I remember the first time I went overseas and I went to LA and my eyes just like were open like 10 times more than they were. Yeah. So what do you think are the keys to success? I definitely think being consistent and being disciplined will help you achieve anything you want in life, whether it's career, fitness, personal relationships. Like if you keep doing something over and over and you're very strict and you like put the time and effort in, you're going to get results. It's really funny because everybody at the top of their game has a very similar answer about yeah. the consistency and the discipline. Yeah. And I really think it shows. It's like you with your running. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but it's true. I'm like, just scared when I get off the treadmill what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm all good on a treadmill. When yeah. I have to run in real life, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's better than sitting on the lounge. This is true. <laughs> so, Tobes, for somebody that's listening to this yes. that wants to kind of like go it on their own, uh-huh. what advice would you give them? But I think you're an amazing case because yeah. I really... I don't know if it's because I've watched your career so closely. Yeah. But you really, when it didn't work out one way, you really took it in-house and and tried. What advice would you give to them? I just think you always have to stay on your toes and there's always an opportunity to be made, Mm -hmm. no matter what that is. Like after every shoot, email people, say thank you. You know, like with products, like with brands, for example, like, I always say thank you or I'll include them in something. And like I make work out of nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and as an artist, I hear a lot of people in the industry be like, oh, there's no work. It's like fucking make work. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's slow at times. We can all whinge about it. But the other thing is get off your ass and organize a shoot. Go and have coffee with a photographer. Like email someone at Revlon and get some products and make a video like, You can just always do something. Yeah. You know? So I think it's a choice. And I think I've always just hustled and I have turned nothing into opportunities. And I guess. Look at you. (laughs) I knew, but it's quite amazing. I mean, we haven't really touched on Sports Illustrated, but I just want to go there for a minute because Sports Illustrated is such an iconic brand and it is such a bucket list thing to do. Yeah. What was that opportunity like? So I was so fortunate. One of my dear friends and amazing creatives, Josie Clough, actually put me forward to them. So I have to thank Josie because without Josie, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. See how women, I just have to see how it works though. But do you want to hear about that? Like Josie's from Western Australia and I still remember Josie got signed to my agency in Sydney and I was like, who's this new girl shooting bikinis? (laughs) And I wrote to Josie, I said, I want to shoot with you. And she came over to my apartment in Cronulla and we shot Elise Knowles. This oh, is wow. years ago before Elise Knowles was Elise Knowles. Yeah. And that's how I met Josie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you can, and then Josie moved to New York. So we were yeah. lucky. We got some really good times in New York and we went to Tulum for Billabong yep. and our hotel got raided and that's a whole nother story. But like, you know, I've been <laughs> through some times with Josie. Like yeah. we've done some cool shit together. And then for her to put me forward, like she can obviously put forward whoever she wants. Yeah. So that was so sweet of her. And uh, we just work really well together. And 
The whole experience was amazing. Like we shot in British Virgin Islands. We were on catamarans every day. Like you get up at three and like do the glam at like 4 a.m. and stuff, but it's so worth it. You're eating lobster at night. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's there at the 3 a.m. Yeah. get up the call time for yeah. the lobster in the afternoon. Yeah. So with all of these amazing experiences, yeah. you're now back in Oz. Yes. What's the dream? What's the plan? What's next? So... Of course, I love being here and I came back to be with my family, which has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, But Australia for me right now isn't forever. Like I am going to go back over to the States. I am going to keep working with my clients. And I just feel like I've got so much more to work on and achieve over there. And I've had so much fun doing it that I don't feel like I'm finished yet. And, you know, I want to keep working on my personal brand and keep, you know, creating digital content. You know, I would like to do like more podcast work or write a book or like I haven't quite figured it out yet, but like I've got a list of things I want to do. And I think I just need to figure out exactly which I love that goals though. I work on. I also love the fact that when you were teaching, you probably yes. never thought you would be doing this now. Gosh, no. So when I think about you know, like my next 12 months or my next five years, I'm like, there's so many opportunities that I don't even know are going to come my way, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. Know? It's like when you break up with a boy and you think, oh my God, that was the love of my life. And then you meet the next one and you're like, oh, hello. <laughs> you know, but it is. It's like, you never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to do, where you're going to end up. And like, you know, for example, it's like Murphy's Law. When I sat on that plane, when I like, sadly my grandma passed and I came back and when I sat on that plane... I got a text to work on yeah. the current like Sports Illustrated yeah. that will come out later this year. And, you know, I had to turn it down because yeah. I was ready to fly home. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still opportunities coming in. So I definitely need to get back to the Northern Hemisphere. But I'm not done yet. No, so. <laughs> I'm very glad to have you back here. Yes. And we got to have this opportunity. But I think it's amazing for people that are listening to really show that you just got to go for it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And like, even in your kind of like darkest moments, Mm -hmm. you got to flip it. You got to like find the opportunity and make it happen. And you're somebody that when I saw an ISO was like painting their face with like (laughs) a full statement lip and a full smoky eye in their apartment in New York, I was like, she's committed. I could show you crying shots later where it's all running down my face, but (laughs) it looked good on screen time. But it's true. And I think it's like, it's not always sunshine and rainbows and you know, you just need to pick yourself back up when shit gets hard or like, you know, you get a rejection or because it still happens. Like, yes, I have moved my career forward in leaps and bounds, but I still get rejected all the time. Yeah. And you might not be right for everyone and that's okay. And like, you've got to listen to your gut. Don't take advice of people (laughs) who have like, it's not like they've got bad intentions for you, but sometimes people have selfish intentions. I've learned And so I've had to really listen to myself because at the end of the day, like you've got to live your own life and no one is going to live it for you. So you've got to be happy with whatever decisions you make. I like that. I think of that when I get on the treadmill every day. I'm like, nobody else can run that for me. Absolutely. Toby, (laughs) thank you so much for being here with me. I admire you and I love your story. And I actually just love following the journey. Some days I'll be like, what's she up to today? And then I'll be like, oh, no, there's there's Megan Fox and some fake blood over her. So I actually can't wait to see the next chapter from you. So thank you. you. And congrats on all your success too. I follow you like a hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson, producer Tina Matalov, audio production by Darcy Thompson, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and a special thanks to my manager, Camille Toulouse, for always being a fresh pair of ears on each episode. Listener.